It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 107.5 The Game, WNKT-FM, Eastover, Columbia, a Cumulus Media Station. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark and Wes Mitchell, on the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. And welcome into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler, Wes, and Chris along with you. Thank you once again to our special guest from the past hour from the South Carolina women's basketball or women's tennis team, excuse me, Ayanna Ackley. That was a great hour of uh, radio. And anyways, back to our conversation that we were talking about yesterday with this new development project, the 800 acres around williams Bryce Stadium. Uh, you guys have had 24 hours to think on any new ideas you've come up with. I'm still stuck on the Gamecock Central Tower, honestly. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe we need a Garnet Trust office over there, mm-hmm. potentially. Um, I got to say, Garnet Trust guests, you've been put on notice. Um, y'all have <laughs> an incredibly high bar to clear. Nobody's going to come in now. Uh, They're like, no, I can't do it. Nate yep. was great uh, once he got Day past one. the two trains. Uh, Spencer, great as always. And uh, Ayana Ackley today, Chris. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Multi-talented. Tennis. Pickleballer, she said. Mm-hmm. Also a great cook. I and heard all the She's cooking, an engineer man. who's already building things in Bamberg for her like senior semester. Shout out Casey Crosby. Yes, Casey Crosby, <laughs> who is now a coach in Georgia, by the way. That's right. But yeah, y'all, she, she y'all put on really notice. Good. She was great. Well... I'll tell you. Um, Sorry, Chance Miller. You got a lot to live he's up not, to next he's week. Not gonna, he's going to be all nervous. 
Um, Kat Berry is another that we are trying to get in. She has agreed, but there is a problem. She has class at 10 Who needs to go to class? on Tuesday and Thursday, which is when the Garnet Trust Hour has been taking place. We, we can write her one of those notes. I agree. Says she is exempt from this class. So we said so. We'll just do like like Kendall, I think, misses class just to do things. No, she her mom Kendall's might still be listening. Ken, Kendall doesn't miss class. Her mom might still be listening. Don't say that. We're going we're gonna to find a way to get Cat Berry in here. If we have to come in, and Tyler, if you want to help us with this, we'll pre-record something with Cat. Yeah. Or totally. we can get her, uh, you know, next semester or something. We'll tell her not to schedule any 10 a.m. classes. You just got to get. But Cat actually recommended Ayana. That's what Ayana told us. And so, uh, well, she that did, worked out great. She did a fantastic job. Talking about ganache. Yeah. And like other mascarpone cheese, like very high level. I, I said she's an engineer in the classroom yeah. and in the kitchen in the as kitchen. well. Like she's not just making grilled cheese and ramen here. There's no doubt about that. I'm I here also, for the ganache. Let me just say that. I also heard that Kent, so I, I did get to listen to probably half of the show on my way in. I was tying up a few things at the old home office before that. So I didn't get to hear apparently an epic Gino rant from Kendall. Yeah, so that was in the, the 9 o'clock hour. Oh, that was in the, the 9. Bonus, okay. Uh, which you can go back and listen to. I'm actually editing it right now. I'll have to do that. Or the 107.5 The Game podcast page. So, yes, that started off our show if you got if you did not get a chance to listen. Th- does that mean, Chris, that you have some things to say about Gino as well? Is uh, that what you're getting to here? Yeah, I don't. I didn't get to listen, and I didn't have time in the transition in between our two shows here to like ask Kendall her, her thoughts. I think we're probably on the same page. So this morning, I did see Gino's response. To Dawn Staley. Gino, as time has gone on, he's always been like a curmudgeon, you know, I think. But it's gotten worse as they have lost like a few games a year now. Or one game a year, two games a year. Lost for the first time back-to-back since 1993 last night, falling to Marquette. That is insane. It's hard to believe that that's 30 years. Yeah. Like the math doesn't, doesn't even compute for me to lose back-to-back games first time in 30 years. That's a real stat. That's a real stat. They lost to Marquette last night for the first time <laughs> losing back-to-back games in 30 years. Yeah. I mean, com- completely well, insane. Think about how many undefeated seasons they've had oh, yeah. since then. They showed that graphic on Sunday. It was like six or seven of them. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. But still. But here's, here's the thing, though. With, with Gino. I, I generally don't have a problem with coaches saying things, but don't say something and then try to walk it back. Like, you have to kind of own it. And that, this goes back to, like, the whole Mark Stoops thing, um, the sunglasses comment. Oh, I was talking about myself. No, you weren't. You were talking about Shane Beamer. Just own it, you know, or say, I shouldn't have said that. Whatever you want to say about it, just own it. So Gino says, you know, after the South Carolina game, I, sh- I could bring her, I could bring Lou in here. Great player, by the way. She's phenomenal. I could bring Lou in here, and you could see the bruises. It's appalling what teams do to her now. So now after the Marquette game, you're asked about Dawn's comments, and you say, well, everything's been directed at the refs. No, you did not direct it at the refs. You used the word teams. South Carolina is a team, and it was the team that you had just played you spiked the water bottle because, yes, you were upset at the refs, but 
it, it realistically, you were upset at both. You spiked the water bottle because you felt like a foul could have been called. But what you focused on in the post game of so- of the South Carolina game was you said what teams are doing is appalling. So you're basically saying you you, you didn't put it on the refs. You didn't say the referees are atrocious. They're missing calls left and right. If that's what you meant, then you could have said it. You were saying South Carolina is playing too physical or they're grabbing or they're playing dirty or or whatever. You can extrapolate a lot of different comments from that. And so what else was Dawn Staley supposed to think? How else is Dawn Staley or any other team supposed to take that? Do you have an answer? I, it's kind of open. I think it's a rhetorical question. You know, really. I just think when people are used to getting their way <laughs> in everything they do, and then they don't get their way, this is how they react. It's a good point. Not really used to this. Yeah, what? It, it ain't no fun anymore. You're used to sort of owning the sport, and now you're not. And actually, one of Kendall's points was... This has now been proven that the South Carolina run is not a flash in the pan. Yeah. They got a generational talent in Asia Wilson. Took, what, a step back maybe one season, and then we're right back in it. Mm-hmm. And so so now it's it's not just, oh, they had a great player and they, they won a title. It's mm-hmm. now... They've won a second title. We're in a position to win one potentially when it got shut down for COVID. And now are sitting there undefeated as well. So you can't tell me UConn didn't get the advantage of calls during that run. That's how sports work. The top teams get the calls. You get calls because you're better than the other team. You honestly get calls because, and sometimes it's legit, you get calls because you are bigger or faster Mm -hmm. than your opponent trying to guard you, and they have to make contact with you to defend you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, give give us a break at at this point. Zia Cook got knocked in the head. And got a foul called on her, <laughs> you know. And it, and I didn't think it was an intentional foul. It was just playing basketball. Well, the the call on um, Cardosa, right the, before the one she, where got, she barely touched anybody, right before or she got the tech. No, she didn't whiffed. touch. She yeah, she, she whiffed. That's what I said during the. Yeah, well, I was thinking of a different one. She she went straight up, and I mean, if we're being extremely technical, letter of the law, yeah, you could call a foul. But she like barely grazed somebody, hands straight up a little tiny bump that didn't affect anything. But yeah, that's that's what I said on that one. I said she swung and missed. She whiffed and got <laughs> called with the foul. And then I don't even think you call that a ball slam, honestly. That wasn't like a that she got called for the technical. It wasn't yeah. like a demonstrative I'm slamming it was the like, ball oh, she, down. You know, kind of. Yeah, I'm slamming the ball down. I'm bringing attention to mm-hmm. the call. It was more just like dad gum. It was like yeah. a Yeah. It was, that was... You see that all the time. Yeah, if I'm, I don't know. Carolina has much of a case about the refereeing 
as Gino does in that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that well, that's point number. I mean, that's number one. Th- there was not this big discrepancy. Like, oh, we watched the game. The guard, Lou Lopez-Sinichal, was not getting beat up during the game, as he intimated. It just wasn't happening. Um, I I think the play that he was talking about where he spiked the water bottle, I mean, I think they were kind of like trying to fight around a screen or something like that. That happens. It's basketball. He said it wasn't basketball. That is basketball. That is it. You know, um, a lot of things have gone towards, I mean, not as much as in the pros, right, in terms of more scoring, but the rules in the game now have gone to it is more of a scorer's game. But you you can't you are allowed to play defense still. I mean, ask Aaliyah Boston. Every time she got the ball, there were three people on her, and it wasn't like they weren't touching her or that she hasn't gotten beat up. You know, so I mean that's number one. I, but I had e- even more than complaining about the style of defense, which I, I did not agree with those comments. Even more than that, I was just baffled by trying to walk it back and saying you weren't talking about the style of play of South Carolina or other teams. You were. Yeah, he clearly was. Just got to own it. So, But now, what, where we're at, so you remember how Pat, the late Pat Summit and Gino, they had, it was a rivalry. Did not care for each other. Is that where we're at now? I hope so. Don and Gino, yeah, I do too. I, I'm here for it. Well, this certainly isn't going to be the last time they see each other. They yeah. can see each other again before the end of this season. They could. I mean, the UConn's depleted with injuries, but they're still a good team. They're still really good. It's having a bad week right now. <laughs> Worst week in 30 years. True. That's good for the sport. That's great for the sport if you have a robbery. Absolutely. Um, because- between, two of the, between the two top teams, absolutely. Because people love robberies. There, there's a reason why that... In pro wrestling, when you can script things exactly the way you want, that there's a heel and a face, and that there's a good and a bad, and that there's a rivalry that you script up, it's because that builds that builds way more drama than than on the court can. And if you think about it, both Gino and Don have now cut their promos on each other. They have. <laughs> All right. WrestleMania's coming up in early April. Let's book it. Are... Are they, they being the NCAA, do you, they, they have to set this thing up to where they potentially go through each other in the tournament? Or would you rather have them meet for the national championship? Again. That, see, that's, that's, a, that's actually a really good point. Because there's your selling point right there. Gino versus Don and play these clips over and over again and get people yeah. interested. I like both ideas. The the one where they meet earlier is kind of like a loser leaves town match. You know? I, so I kind of like that idea. The other one is more like the main event. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Hell in a Cell, Steel Cage, whatever they do now. Wes, you're still a little bit more up on it than I am. I'm very up on it. I'm you're still, very up I'm on still it? a fan. You still there? I, yeah. I'm, no, I'm actually out. Okay, it. you're, you're out. out. You've yeah. officially jumped off. Yeah. Tyler is on. I tried to, to get back in for a little while there. I can't get they rid of my inner me. child. They lost. I'm, I'm still. Well, in. I hear you. Well, I mean, to your point though about the rivalry. I mean, there's things like sell, and they're entertaining. I mean, I text G West the morning. We put Dawn's comments on YouTube, and and they have. I mean, in a few hours, it had blown up like overnight. I put it up late. Tyler, thank you for that. 
audio. And now, I mean, it's like one of our most viewed videos, like the whole, like probably in the last year, just the comments of Dawn firing back at Gino Ariema. Lots of comments, lots of engagement. So people, people love that kind of stuff. We'll continue on this conversation on the other side. Before we do that, since we're talking about women's basketball, I have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets when they come home to play Florida next Thursday, not tonight, next Thursday. And I wish we had tickets to give away to LSU this Sunday, but that game is, of course, sold out. So next Thursday, February the 16th, uh, South Carolina taking on Florida in women's basketball. Be caller number 5 at 803-404-6100 to win yourself a pair of tickets. We'll be right back with the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs right here on 107.5 The Game. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Back in on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler, Wes, and Chris along with you. Continuing on our conversation about the uh, heated verbal exchange between Don and Gina over these past couple days. My favorite part about Don's comments on Carolina Calls the other night was the, like, standing ovation she was getting in the background from the people that were listening. I think they're at Liberty Tap Room doing that. Um, that just, like, added to it. That just made it perfect. Yeah. She was, uh, like, I think it was encouraging her to keep going. You know, you could just hear it's kind of building in the background. Don Staley getting a statue now, by the way. Literally. Yeah, literally. Like, right down the street. Need to talk about that actually. Yeah. Um, kind of came a little bit out of nowhere. I think there's a lot of talk, at least about an Aaliyah Boston statue, mm-hmm. and then the question actually was um, a Dawn statue. I feel like, and you know what I like about this though, y'all, is she's gonna get her recognition like while she's here, like while she's in it. And I know Tyler, y'all were talking earlier. You're going to have to leave some room yeah. on the plaque for future accomplishments. But she's clearly done enough already. And I don't just mean on the court. right? I think as far as growing the game itself and um, advocating for women's basketball. And, um, you know, there there was a story that Chris Wellbaum wrote on Gamecock Central this week. I think that was the most watched women's basketball game in Fox history. Uh, Hopefully I'm getting that right. She's done so much to help grow that game and will continue to do that. 
uh, pretty cool that she's she's not getting a statue 50 years from now. You know, right. it's, it's going to be while she is, is still here. And um, the fact that it's going to be right outside the state house, you know, I think is is fitting and, and pretty cool as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's the a main in Gervais is where it's going to be. And that's the he- most heavily trafficked area in the entire city, which, again, kind of speaks to the impact she's had not only on the game of women's basketball, but the city itself and the community as a whole, like it, she's she's in it, she's a part of it, and she's uh, been embraced by it and done so many great things with uh, so many more to come. Again, great, great that she's going to be here to get to see that happen and continue to add to that legacy. And if you're the person that's employed to continue to chisel accomplishments in that plaque, <laughs> you're going to have a job for a long time. I think we'll be able to maybe see the statue, possibly. We're going to have a great from view, the possibly. Definitely when we walk outside, we'll be able to see it, maybe even from this window. I feel like they're going to have... You know, you see some of the statues or the plaques, like you said, Wes, where it's like, like there's some stuff on it, but there's all this space. That's what they're going to do. Like some kind of book or plaque or whatever it is, and you'll see all the things, but there'll be probably more blank space than even accomplishments just so they can keep up with those over the years as she continues accumulating them. Well, there may be another title on there for this year. She'll win another one sometime. Undefeated season, potentially? Ooh. I mean, they're on pace. They're already <laughs> on the longest win streak in program history. Is uh, it better for them to win? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm getting. I'm about to get us off track a little bit. I was just saying, I know y'all were talking earlier, Tyler, as well. They play, what, Auburn today? Yes, correct. And I, I know anything can happen in sports. <laughs> but they are so much better than most teams that they play. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not human because they are obviously human. You can look past somebody. Sure. But it's like, could Auburn do anything about it even if they have? (laughs) They did beat Auburn by 52 points earlier this season. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I also heard on 107.5 the game that they've won 13 straight against Auburn. So That is also correct. If, even if they have an off game, okay, well, we're going to put in the second team and they're going to beat you by 40. Right. The 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 bench could still be a, a number one team. Yeah. So I, I just I mean, I think it speaks to what what she's built and the depth they have and the amount of just overall talent they have. The most impressive thing to me about the entire run is the buy in from people who at this point I don't even think you're exaggerating to say there are girls on this team that are maybe eighth or ninth and would be starring for other teams. But they've bought into the greater good of the team and the program and waiting your turn. It is very Alabama-esque yeah. as far as what Nick Saban has done at Alabama. The Hey, I'm a four- or five-star guy, but I'm willing to wait my turn. And, you know, Don Staley has done everything she can, I feel like, to get playing time when it's possible mm-hmm. for for the backups and for the backups to the backups. But sometimes it's, hey, you're you're waiting your turn. But there's been so much buy-in to that. And, Chris, were you about to ask, is it better to lose a game? Yeah. For Let's motivation? Get it out of the way. Get it out of your system. I mean, last year, last year they had that twice, right? They had... Mm-hmm. The Missouri loss, I think that started SEC play. 
then they they actually lost the SEC tournament championship, and mm-hmm. that was probably Kentucky. a good a good refocus yeah. for them. But now I think you're chasing you're chasing greatness, and so so I'm going to say no in this case. I agree. I think um, an undefeated season in anything is so rare. Right. Yeah. It's so hard to do. And I take it for granted. I think tonight, if you're able to beat Auburn like you did earlier in the season where you can get your starters out of there early, because LSU has been off this entire week. They did not have a midweek game. They're they're just locked in and focused on this game on Sunday. So the quicker you can get your starters out tonight, if it ends up being another blowout, that benefits you the most, I think. Yeah, and we'll see rust versus rest will be at play with LSU. But how, how big is this game coming up? I mean, the tickets... I actually asked here at the station because normally they have tickets for everything here. They're gone. Yeah. It's a, it's a hot ticket. It's been sold out for a while, too. Have well, seen and in the StubHub prices? No. They way up there? Like hundreds, like 500 plus. I think there's maybe one on there for 1,000. Sure. I was just looking over at, because I was going to make a point earlier about how, like, you have to, if you are an average to below average team, you, you basically have no shot against this South Carolina team. I mean, even if South Carolina has just an almost horrific off night, like, they're still probably going to beat you. Like, Ar- like Arkansas is a decent team. You know, they're decent. They're 18 and 7 or 5 and 5 in conference. They played LSU earlier this year in January and lost by three. Next game, a few days later, was against South Carolina. They lost 92-46. to It's not even close. And I believe the bench outscored them in that game. Am I correct? I think that's right. There's a lot. I, I mean, I think, I think the backups of the backups are like first quarter entries in that one. This team is so deep. I mean, we saw against UConn, I mean, Fletcher starts the game, but then Raven Johnson comes in, and she pretty much... You know, she she kind of went the distance. And we didn't see, you know, Chloe Kitts in that game. So there are some instances, but just a lot of depth. That's what they can, that's what they tend to throw at people. Hey, I have no natural segue on this. I, I can't come up with like a, a sub throwing thing, but if you would like to. I mean, you could have just went with um, the depth of subs on the menu. <laughs> Firehouse subs. Next, next time. Something, something for everyone. I should have let you do it then. Yeah, but I don't remember what the Thursday sub of the day is. You're well, going to have to help well, me. You messed up worse by not remembering that. It's yeah. Thursday. It's the spicy Cajun chicken. I was actually at Firehouse Subs, Lake Murray location last night with the fam. Kids got the meatball because uh, they have a deal out there for kids' meals. Uh, I got the New York steamer yesterday. Today is the spicy Cajun chicken. You can get it for five ninety nine for a small or seven ninety nine for a medium. That's the sub of the day. You can get it at any of the 14 Midlands locations. And Wes is exactly right. If you're like, ah, I don't feel like getting the sub of the day today, check out everything else on the menu. They have a deep rotation of subs. They are all outstanding. Try the new prime rib steak sub. If you don't want to check out today's sub of the day, you can order through the Firehouse Subs app, join the rewards program, or through the Rapid Rescue at firehousesubs.com. All right, with that, going to head into another timeout. Come back on the other side. Continue our conversation about Don Staley. You're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. 
presented by Firehouse Subs right here on 107.5 The Game. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Back in on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Uh, we have been talking about women's basketball a lot today. want to remind you they do have a game tonight at 8 o'clock taking on Auburn. Pre-game for that will begin at 7.30 right here on 107.5. The game also Carolina calls with head coach of the men's team, Lamont Paris, going to be on at 6 o'clock as well. One more thing from the Firehouse Subs text line I want to hit before we jump to some football recruiting. Uh, going back to our conversation about uh, Gino and Don with wrestling promos. Nameless Texter says, that wrestling promo was great. I definitely smell what Don is cooking. Totally Rock, agree. my all-time favorite back in the day. It'll never be like it was back then. Yeah, I feel will. like that makes us sound old, you know. Don't even like, care. It, it, I don't never even, Tyler, do you agree with that? That's statement? what everybody says. I'm totally fine with it. I mean, it's it's not the same as it was. I still enjoy okay. it, and I, I understand why, why people don't. I do think Don could probably pull off the rock eyebrow, eyebrow pretty good. Oh, there's no doubt. I used to practice that in the mirror. I'm not <laughs> even going to lie. If you're if you're our age, you one hundred percent did. I, I couldn't do it at all though. I don't have like thick enough eyebrows either. Mine are very slight. How I, how big was the Rock and Stone Cold and you know the whole Vince McMahon storyline? I mean, that's got to be the height of professional wrestling. It was so entertaining. I mean, See, I'm kind of jealous because you guys are like old enough to have experienced that when it happened. Yeah, I was born in '96, so like I just have to watch replays and highlights. Yeah, I just feel like it's not the same. It's you not. Know? I mean, not again, it's not. It's definitely but... not. It's it's <laughs> it's still enjoyable. I still like it, but it's, oh, yeah. it's a lot different. So you have the like WWE yes, subscription. I do. Do you know what would make your experience better? What is that, Wes? That would be if you um, had a surround sound. Maybe had a bigger TV. Mm-hmm. Maybe you had it just mounted on your wall. You could even do like an entire home theater. So it would it would be just like you were there watching it for the first time. And uh, our friends at Integrated Media could do that for you. IntegratedMediaInc.com is how you can find out more information online. Or you can just call them, 803-948-8327. Uh, Tyler got so pumped up about Integrated Media that... Um, I think he's going to call him right now. So <laughs> 803-948-8327. Integrated Media, appreciate them for being a great sponsor of our show here. And again, whether it's internet, TV, or audio, anything involving your your situation at home involving those things, they will take care of you. Chris, let's talk some football recruiting. Man, we haven't hit any of it this show. Let's talk about a guy that I think Gamecock fans need to know because we've talked about the in-state guys quite a bit. I think they're pretty well-versed at this point. They've been they've been taught <laughs> the guys to know in-state at this point. 
You ready to venture out a little bit? Not too far. Yeah, let's not go too far. I'm not ready. We're going to stay in the Carolinas. All right. Which is, as everyone here will agree, South Carolina and North Carolina are two different things. When they were talking about the balloon on like the national stuff, oh, it's over the Carolinas. No, there's South Carolina and there's North Carolina. They are separate states. Jonathan Paler is from North Carolina. By the way, I'm sorry. You're going to kill me, but I got to say this. Big missed opportunity by us from a viewership standpoint, not asking Spencer about the Chinese spy balloon. Can you imagine? Yeah. Okay, carry on. It's on you. What do you want? Jonathan Paler. Yes. Remember the name. We will not be talking about. Yeah, so he's out of Burlington, North Carolina, and... This is a guy, Wes, like he's been on the recruiting radar for a long time. Um, Feels like a couple years. Maybe it's not in reality that. Big offer list. um, Ranked highly by all the services. On three itself has him as a four-star, a top six player in North Carolina, and a top 275 nationally. The consensus, which again averages all the recruiting rankings together, has him even higher, number 104 in the country and number two in the state of North Carolina. And so there's so many different and interesting storylines here, kind of little subplots with Jonathan Paler. First of all, Wes, you know, need position for South Carolina. This is going to be your last year where you have Juice Wells. You've got some older guys on the team, Xavier Leggett and Marion Brown. You need to have a good signing class at the receiver position. You've already got Mazio Bennett in the class who was a big priority. So Paler plays a need position, and he's a long-time priority for the Gamecocks. Secondly, you talked about the state of North Carolina, which is separate from South Carolina. (laughs) I will agree. But the Gamecocks need to do better in North Carolina at times. It's not going to be a deal right now, it looks like, where they're going to sign 10 guys a year from North Carolina. They're going to go in-state. They're going to do a great job in the DMV. They're going to spot recruit some other areas. Uh, I know you've talked a lot in the past accurately about how North Carolina, UNC, has done a good job in their state. And other schools, obviously, are going to come down there, whether it's a Penn State from the north or Alabama, Georgia, all those schools. They're going to recruit in the state of North Carolina, too. So this would represent, if South Carolina could make it happen, a pretty big recruiting win. It's too early to know, but... Gamecocks, I think, are are getting themselves into striking position here for a guy that I think has maybe flown a little bit under the radar in terms of South Carolina's chances. Yeah, I think you're probably seeing Carolina have some real momentum here, man, because you can kind of, you can actually kind of tell now when, because these guys have been so dialed in, and when I say these guys, I'm talking about the ones that are already committed to Carolina, they've been so dialed into helping recruit that, all you got to do now is look on Twitter, and you're going to see Cam Pringle, Dante Reno, Mazio Bennett. You're going to see these kids publicly recruiting targets for, for Carolina, and you can tell Taylor is sort of who they have their attention on right now. And, you know, without even getting into the numbers of what this receiver class could look like potentially looking ahead to 2024, I would imagine – you're going to want to take more than two, but a lot of that also depends on what happens with your your current team. Who uh, who all leaves? You know, who all that is an underclassman potentially leaves? 
who steps up, who doesn't step up. There's a long way until 2024 class signs. However, if you were just talking about even starting your receiver class with Mazio Bennett and Jonathan Paler, you're talking about on paper and probably even in reality the best high school receiver class that Carolina will have signed. Um, you know, I, and I don't know how long. Like you, you know, the, the Shy Smith or Trey Smith class on paper, you know, was phenomenal. And uh, but but I I think these two guys you you would make an argument that um, it, it's it's one of the better classes in, in a long time if they can pull it off. It seems like they're in great shape with Paler at this point, and um, you know they'll obviously continue to try to stay there. But he he's one that I I think if you were sitting around off the record hanging out with the coaches, I think they would probably tell you this is one of their high high priority guys. I think South Carolina a little underrepresented still in the on three recruiting prediction machine right now. NC State, which has been a big factor, still listed at 41%. South Carolina in fifth with about a 6% chance. That's going to change here pretty soon, I think, Wes. I think you'll start seeing, uh, you know, the recruiting prediction machine, all jokes aside about it being some crazy actual machine, it does factor in the human element of, like if you or I, which we have not done yet, if we said, "Hey, I think Jonathan Paler is going to eventually stick," you know, pick South Carolina. Let's let's put in a pick for him. Let's put in an RPM pick. That would drive that percentage up. But it also takes into account visits and, and social sentiments and other trends into kind of machine learning. And I think it'll catch up pretty soon there. But uh, actually, a piece Lee Eberly, Wes, who used to work in the Gamecock football recruiting department as one of their student uh, assistants actually mentioned Paler in a piece that he has up on Gamecock Central right now. He's actually the lead photo for it, Jonathan Paler, five major 2024 Gamecock recruiting targets, and he breaks what did, down What did he Paler say about him? Well, Paler is also one of the stronger wide receiver recruits I've ever seen. It looks like he could compete in a bodybuilding competition. So, uh, And he is, if you check out the picture on that story. Smaller receiver, like from a height standpoint, 5'9", but he is 170 pounds and indeed pretty rocked up. And this guy has, again, a really, really good offer list. And he's he's always I, – I think South Carolina's really made a move lately, Wes. Mm-hmm. They've been on this guy a while. They've had him on campus. But you kind of got the feel they didn't have a lot of traction with him. And they've really, really made a move here. And as you said, it's a great point, man, the social media aspect – you know, with all the usual suspects in Gamecock land from a player standpoint like Dante Reno, they've been all over this guy. And uh, you've seen some of the social media graphics coming out that obviously South Carolina is making. So big, big priority for the staff. Well, I think you're starting to see the momentum of sort of, you know, uh, it, it, there was a time where people maybe argued recruiting momentum isn't a real thing. Um I've always disagreed, but I think certainly in this social media era that we are in, people are seeing the on-the-field momentum that Carolina has. And now we're seeing, you know, Chris, every single class, you have a program or two, it feels like, that kind of just busts onto the scene, gets off to a great start, and then other players start to look at that school-slash-program because they're seeing the other guys they already have committed, and they're going – 
well, what am I what am I missing here? I need to I need to check this out as well. So I, I think when you look at what Carolina potentially has going right now for twenty twenty four, it can only serve to build on itself now that they have five four star prospects already committed for this class and uh, the potential to continue to add as we move forward. All right, gonna run into our last timeout, come back and wrap up the Thursday edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Before we do, of course, we've been talking about uh, Carolina women's basketball. Big game coming up this Sunday. Take you on LSU. Tip for that is at 2 o'clock. Pre-game on the uh, Gamecocks radio network starts at 1.30, but we will have our own local pre-game show starting at noon and going until 1.30 with Jay and Terry. Of course, all that right here on 107.5 The Game. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Herndon Chevrolet Studios. This is 1075 The Game. A great selection of new Chevys is available now at Herndon Chevrolet. The lot is packed with inventory and more is on the way. So shop your hometown Chevy dealer today. Stop by or shop online today and see why Herndon Chevrolet makes you smile. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Back in on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, hmm, presented by Firehouse Subs here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler, West and Chris with you for a couple more minutes. Of course, the halftime show with Jay and Terry coming up on the other side. Wes and Chris were talking on the other side of the break about the 2024 recruiting class, which has already gotten off to a really, really great start. Has gotten off to a great start. Here's something else you need to get off to a great start on, or even if you already started, you can always reassess your situation, and that is... If you are a small business owner in the Midlands, you need to make sure that you have an insurance agent that gets you. You have a lot of other things going on. You need a plan, happy customers. You need steady cash flow, but you need an insurance agent that gets you. And so you can turn to State Farm agent Amy Mason Cup. She runs a small business in the Midlands too. And she'll make it easy to choose the right protection at the right price. One thing you don't need, guys, is insurance stress. So give her a call. That's Amy Mason Cup at 803 803- Seven seven two five 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 four. She's a South Carolina native and a local agent. She and her team can give you a personalized quote to meet your needs and help you save. Her office is just off of I-26, not far from the studio here, at St. Andrews Road in Ashland Park Plaza. That's State Farm agent Amy Mason Cup, 803-772-5554. Her website, Amy Mason Cup, M-A-S-I-N-C-U-P-P. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wes, we were talking about Jonathan Paler, who's kind of the, I like the term Lee Eberly used, who's one of our interns, does some scouting work and does a great job for us. Lightning in a bottle. You go and love guys like that. Love that. You know, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, but not slight at all. A, a bigger guy in terms of his frame. And certainly you look at his film, actually has a new junior highlight film from last season that he just put out about a week ago. It's really, really good. But there's some other prospects, too, 
in 2024 that probably are worth mentioning here in the last couple minutes. Uh, Lee actually covered a few of those, too. And we have a front-page story from Chad Simmons of On3 on one of the guys that I want to cover here in the last few minutes. Justin Green out of Georgia and also Dylan Stewart from the DMV. So Gamecocks did really well for themselves on the edge front in this past class, signing a couple four-star guys. They've got a shot to replicate that, it appears, in this class with these two guys. Yeah, I don't know if you caught this, Chris, but Sterling Lucas was listed on On Three's list of first-year coaches who made an immediate impact on the uh, recruiting trail as well. So a big part of that was landing some of these guys you're talking about. And, you know, I think all of a sudden, man, Dez, uh, Yumi Ozulu's got to be sitting there saying there's a huge opportunity to go ahead and make his own version of a first-year impact and play for South Carolina as a true freshman. These two guys you just mentioned, as they come in, if Carolina could land them, Dylan Stewart has said Carolina leads in the past, and he's been on campus multiple times already. I think I asked you the other day, Chris, it's definitely five-plus, maybe getting into the seven range potentially. But, I mean, I, I think I think he's their kind of top guy, the, the guy they want at that spot. Uh, depending on where you look, the number one edge prospect in the entire country, according to On3, the number five prospect in the country. That means, and, and right now, On3 really hasn't given out like five stars for that class. But if that holds true, um, let's see, there's only two five stars right now. That will change as the sort of rankings normalize a little bit. Number five in the country, if that maintains, he would most certainly be a five-star guy in the On3 rankings. And um, then you look at Justin Green, man. I remember watching him at South Carolina's camp this past summer just incredibly quick off the edge, like just one of these natural pass rushers. You watch him, and guys, when you watch these camps, the truly fantastic edge rushers, unless they run into like a Cam Pringle, for example, against your average regular old John Smith offensive tackle, from Gilbert, you know, it, it's a – you don't have to watch a lot of football to notice. Like, it is a complete mismatch when guys like this are on the field. And that was the case with Justin Green. Yeah, we've seen <laughs> – I'm just laughing about several instances of that type of uh, matchup, or, or rather a mismatch, to be more accurate. But, yeah, I mean, look, man, you, you kind of look at – we get asked a lot, well – who may be next in this class or who's some guys that they have a really good shot with. And it's either guys like Blake Franks, who's not a four-star, but is a has a nice offer list and a tightly contested battle between Clemson and South Carolina. Or it's been a bunch of four-star type guys. I mean, look at the guys we just mentioned. Paler, uh, Dylan Stewart, who's in five-star range. I mean, th- there'll be 32 five-stars because they generally, on three, mirrors the, the first round of the draft. He's right he's firmly in there he's way in there um justin green who's another four star you look at uh josiah thompson from dylan another four star and that's not the end so the momentum and the uptick in gamecock football recruiting in terms of the quality of the classes and the types of guys they can go after and the types of guys that they have a shot of landing is definitely on the up all right that's all we have time for today be back tomorrow to wrap up the week with the friday edition of the gamecock central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Maybe get into a little bit of Super Bowl conversation, too, for 
Wes and Chris, I'm Tyler. Jay and Terry coming up next with the Halftime Show right here on 107.5 The Game. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.